Hello and welcome to the Mal and Johnny Show. Today I'm talking to Johnny Tudor about his big break, Opportunity Knocks. And here's your host, Huey Green. Well, Johnny, here we are again then, and I thought it might be nice to talk about, you know, the big breaks people have in their careers. And for you, you've done a lot of work in the clubs and doing your, your apprenticeship. Opportunity knocks, a big part of your life. How did yeah. you come to be uh, on the programme? Well, it was strange. My father knew uh, somebody he'd worked with called Eddie Espinosa, who had a ballet school in London. And he'd done a summer season with him in the, in the past. So he rang him up. He said, can you do anything for the boys? So he said, well... I can get him on Knox or I can get him on audition anyway because a friend of his was a, a lady called Doris Barry. Now, Doris Barry was the associate producer, but her sister was Alicia Markover, the famous ballet dancer. Oh. Yeah. I mean, her name was Alice Marks, really. See, but that's what they called her. <laughs> <And Markova. laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, Doris was a beautiful lady. Anyway, I did an audition for her in London in Dinley Studios. And that, that, was a, that was a funny audition because there was a sign on the wall, no tap dancing, because if it, <laughs> cause it would make a lot of noise and people would, you know, complain. So I thought, well, they're going to have to do it because that's my act. So I sang and down. Halfway through the tap dance, a big bell went off. <laughs> Deafening bell to stop me doing it. A bit like those things you used to have in the clubs when you were over the decibels. You remember those oh, things? I, I went to Rob Brydon's wedding once and, and a, it was in a hotel near London and it was the worst night of my life. Yeah. It was great because there were so many famous people there who wanted to come up and sing. But all the way through, I'm looking at the light because if the light stayed on for three seconds, the power went off to the stage. That's the type of thing, isn't it? I know. It's the same kind of thing. She said, Hugh, we'll have to see you because I'm sure you'd like your kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So she said, where are you next couple of weeks? I said, well, I'm doing the clubs and so on. She said, well, there's an audition going in Liverpool. I said, well, I'll be in Liverpool. I said, I got, I'm doing the Broadway club. She said, well, OK, can you get down to the, the Jacob's Biscuit factory <laughs> where they're doing the auditions in the club? I said, yeah. So off I went to the Biscuit factory. And uh, he was there with his, his his team and they sat in the front. And it was just like any old workman's club, you know what I mean? There were, there were tables down the middle and there was a, there was a lady on the piano. She was going to accompany everybody. I had my old man with me just in case. <laughs> so anyway, the, the first one goes on is a bloke. He goes on. He's on a grey suit, grey shoes. Okay, and Huey sees him. He goes, "Hello, Norman." He said, "Go on then, born free." <laughs> he obviously turned up every time he had an audition, and he knew what he was going to say. Anyway, he sang and he let him go right through it because he was like that. Huey Green he wouldn't cut you off and go. You know that's enough. He'd let you do your bit. Anyway. So this fellow Norman sang Born Free and then a little old lady got up in a dance frock and sang Nobody Loves a Fairy When She's 40. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, then it was, then another guy got up and he's doing Tom Jones, he's doing Delilah, right? And you know the middle bit of Delilah where the band goes, dang, da, 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 dang, 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 the band break in the middle. And Tom goes, yeah, right? This kid goes, yes. <laughs> And the woman goes, plonk, 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 plonk. <laughs> and then it was my turn, right? So up I get, my old man takes over the piano. I do my song and dance. Anyway, the, the, the PA came straight up. She said, he wants to see you afterwards. Anyway, that's how I got the job. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was it, it was enormous. I mean, it's it's uh, we, we've you know in recent years we've had X Factor and yeah. Britain's Got Talent and all of that, uh, and they have quite big crowds. You know, eight, ten million. Oh, this was seventeen million. This was every, every Monday night, wasn't it? Everybody was, it was a Monday. Yeah, Monday it was night, seventeen. We did it in Thames Television at um, uh, Teddington Lock. We did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were doing lots of stuff there. I think the Benny Hill show was going on up there. There were loads of stuff. Uh, Bob Sharple's orchestra, beautiful big orchestra. We had the works, you know. He gave you the gave you the works. Mm, mm. Um, okay, so the build up. So you're on the show. You know it's a big break. Yeah. Um, what I mean, what, what are your feelings? Uh, have you got the music? Do they do the music for you? All those type of things. Yeah, well, I had music of my own, but obviously like an eight-piece band or something. Anyway, this is like a 30-piece band. So I had to send my parts up and they reorchestrated them, see? Um, so I did my song and dance bit and my Frankie Vaughan impression and so on and so forth. And anyway, what happened was, at the time, I was working Hodges Menswear, Port Albert. <laughs> and all the girls in the factory in, in uh, where was it? Uh, um, down by Swansea, so where the big factory was. Uh, Forest Park. Forest Park. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's true. All the girls in the all the girls in the factory all voted for me. <laughs> all right. So take me through your day. You know you're going to be opportunity knocks. You've got your your music's gone. Bob Sharples is is arranging it. What time do you have to get to the studio? And when do you meet Huey? Oh, you meet him straight away. I mean, I think I forget what we probably turned up about ten o'clock in the morning for rehearsals and so on. And what did Huey say to Bob Sharples? Hello, Bob. Still wagging it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he'd obviously done great arrangements and all the top uh, session boys were in the band um, so you rehearse with the band and then you're kicking about then until the actual rehearsal but Huey he was one of these guys he was very very good to the to the pros he like made you feel at ease you know you do the show um, uh, it, it goes out live there are 17 million people I know um, phone calls you know what people's reaction to, to you then you know that night the next day do you, when you go back home to work in Hodges 17 million people in the country have seen you, okay? So I think I'd left Hodges by now, and I, I was doing some gig up in Manchester, and I stopped for some petrol. And the woman says, are you him? I said, what? <laughs> are you him? What, what were on telly last night? I said, yeah, I was on telly last night. <laughs> you had kids running down the street after you saying, you know, uh, you were an opportunity knocks and singing the song. It was like huge. It was such a massive show, you know. Yeah, and the clapometer. So you're all in, on the night itself. Everybody yeah. does their act. Do you remember who was on with you the night you won? Well, what sort of things? Yeah, let me think. No, there was um, a girl called D.L. Rich who, who joined a, ba- a, a group afterwards. Um, oh, God, I can't remember. It's 1969, mate. It's 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> there were five of us anyway. <laughs> so you do your act. Uh, it gets to the end of it. There's the adverts and everything, yeah. and then they do the clapometer. Thank you, Paula Zaporosi and Cossacks. And if you can't spell it, just put down dancers, and we'll know exactly who you mean. And then the, the one with the highest gets the highest clap. But that doesn't mean a thing. Because it's all up to you, friends out there. You've got to vote, vote, vote. Okay, please. <laughs> and, and it's all down to the, the postcards that come in in the end, you know. Coming back for the second week, so you knew what you were doing. What was, what, you know, what was uh, Huey like to you the second week? Because obviously the better that you do, the better the yeah. show does. You know, if, you, if you've got a record deal or something's happening, it's, it's all good publicity for everybody. 
well, that's it. Well, the first thing he said was, what's happened, old son, since last week? And I said, well, I've got a recording, recording contract. He said, really? What's the name of the record? I said, holding the name of the record, uh, Seal a Million Kisses or whatever it was at the time. And at the end, he said, I get all the plugs in. You wanted, as you say, to be a, a success because it, it reflected well on the programme, didn't it? What was Huey like? Obviously, he comes across... Now, it's funny now, because I've, I've, I've watched quite a lot of old Optinox auditions just getting ready yeah. for this. yeah. And there's a certain smarmy charm about him that probably wouldn't go down terribly well now. But he meant it most, most sincerely, folks. I mean it most oh, sincerely. I mean, folks. <laughs> so, from all of us here tonight to all of you at home, take care, good night, and thank you. I mean, I'm most sincerely, friends. <laughs> I had to do that so the impersonators had something to hang on to. <laughs> they always threw impressions of him, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, what was he like when he, you know, to... Well, to... He was a fantastic, he was a weird character, but when you think he had such a, a funny career, he, he was a great pilot, and in the war, he was taking planes across to Canada from England, or vice versa, like transporting planes. He was a fantastic pilot. Um, and he also, when he was 15, he had his own orchestra. So he'd, he'd gone right through the, the, a lot of careers and so on, anyway. It reminds me of my latest picture. It's only a little, but it means a lot. If you follow me, boys, you follow me, huh? You follow me, boys. I, I, oh, I tell you who else was on the, the old winners was the, the muscle man. <laughs> what was his name? Tony Holland. That's right. And Frank Carson's on the old winners. He's going, I'm going to win this. I said, this is the old winners, Frank. You can <laughs> so I thought that would be the end of the sports. That was it. I'd won and I was on the old winners and I didn't win any other. And then about a couple of months later, I got another phone call from Doris Barry. Um, we're doing a special, John, she said. And they've, they've um, asked for you to, to audition for these people from Belgium. I said, what is it? Well, we're doing a big song festival in Kanoka Lazoo. We've got a, a link up because the name Kanoka looked like knock. Five or six singers all got on this programme. Then everybody's got to vote again. See? But the funniest thing is, was I saw Arvon Haynes Davis. You remember Arvon Haynes yes. Davis? Yes, lovely Arvon. Well, I knew him, see, and he was the continuity that night before I went on. And he went, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, there's a Welsh boy on tonight, see? And I'm sure it helped. Anyway, I flew it. So that was it. And uh, off I went then to Belgium to do the song festival with um, Julie DeMarco, no, Julie Rogers and um, Elaine Delmar. Elaine Delmar. I was looking at the at the results, you know, because Julia Iglesias had done it, Engelbert Humperdinck had done it. It was Italy, Spain, France, England, and Belgium. That was well. It said England to start with, and it was a yeah. bit of a hoo ha because they should have said Britain. See, yeah, because the only English person on it was Julie Rogers. The rest of us all. I was Welsh. Elaine Delmar was Caribbean descent. <laughs> there was a bloke in it called uh, Lee Lynch. He was Irish, and the other girl was Scottish. So she was. <laughs> anyway, they looked up the old contract. They found that we were, you know, it should have been British team. Um, but I, I used to do this little thing with a bowler hat, you know, and yeah. uh, of course it caught the attention of the press. So the next day, it was in all the the, the foreign press. The, the, I can't, don't know what it was in French. The, the man with the chapeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was this the first time you'd sort of been away to, to go on a, a, a entertainment? Or have you have you done cruises and things by that stage? I'd done the American bases in Germany. 
No, well, that, that was an experience. That's an that experience. Was, that's an experience because if you did the uh, the officers' clubs, it was easy. Mm-hmm. If you did the the enlisted men, it was tough. <laughs> they didn't want to be enlisted in the first place. No. I went to one club and it was nicknamed the Snake Pit, right? <laughs> Because <laughs> it was segregated. There was uh, blacks one side, whites the other. Wow. And they didn't like each other. And they were checking Coca-Cola cans. And, oh, my God. And uh, the band was on stage. had all this chicken wire over. I said, what's that for? So they don't hit the band with the Coca-Cola cans. I mean, it was really tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having said that, there were some great experiences. I, I worked with a band. It was a woman, an all-girl band called Ivy Benson. And they were all girls. And it was, t- uh, I think it was a 10 or 12 piece. And it, could they read? My God, they could read at first at sight, bang, straight in. Uh, and they were really great. Then other nights, you just have a piano and the drums or something, you know, mm. depending where you were. I went out there with a band once and uh, we were looking for the stick. I mean, they, uh, the, the guys there had, are probably enlisted by mistake. They were enormous and they were yeah. all eating ribs. I think they were previous members of, the, of their team and, yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and then we said, where's the stage? And they said, it's over there. It was a tank transporter. They <laughs> they brought a tank because it was outdoors in the middle of summer. So we were playing on the back of the tank. And, and then at the end, they say, now then, perhaps we could all sing together, hold hands and sing, may the circle be unbroken. Well, it's a big song in America we'd never heard it so, right. <laughs> but you make do Johnny you make you do, do, on do. These, uh, you know what there's a lovely story that Val Doonigan used to tell he used to be in a group I think it was what was the group called I, and he was in a four part harmony group mm-hmm. and he was doing the same thing he was doing Wiesbaden where I was in the German and he, he goes into this one club he said and they had two enormous television sets on the stage showing Amos and Andy shows right and uh, he said, oh, start put the gear up. He said, oh, uh, you have to move the television. I'll turn the tellies off. So we can't do that. He said, it'd be a riot. So well, what am I going to do? He said, well, you'll have to sing with the, he said, but they, you know, well, he said, well, sir, you'll have to sing with the microphone off. I said, well, that's a bit ridiculous. He said, they won't hear us. He said, well, you either sing or you don't get paid. He said, he did the whole show, the group, singing with the mics off, with Amy Zananda going on. I mean, you know, people in, in, in like, what? Well, <laughs> As you say, the, the, the public wouldn't believe things like that. World. No, 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 no. Um, so you got a knock. I mean, I mean meeting all those different um, you know, nationalities, because they were all the best of their nation, weren't they? Big, I mean, big stars, some of them, yeah. What, what, did you, what, you know, what was it like? You know, a nice hotel, that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, they, they put us in a beautiful hotel, and um, we did it in a huge casino in Belgium. It's a massive place. I wanted to sing the song I just recorded. Right? Mm-hmm. They wanted me to do Delilah because I'd done Delilah, which was huge at the time because Tom had just got in a charge with it. And I had an actual photocopy of his arrangement because my record producer knew it. We got it, right? So I got the exact show, and we had this huge band. So I said, well, I know I want to sing my record. I said, you know, well, back to London. There was a huge piece in the Daily Mirror. Don Short did a huge write-up about it. 
Johnny p- sees it pays to be Frank. That was the like catchphrase because <laughs> it looked like Frankie Vaughan. Yeah. And he does a whole thing about me sticking to my guns and singing this song, you know. But I mean, thought, thinking about it, Huey Green said to me, listen, John, people it, listening to a song for the first time, it doesn't register. He said, I remember, he said, Gracie Fields going on and singing Sally for the first time and nobody budged, you know. But you see, you, they like stuff they know. If you do July, they tear the, you know, the roof off. Mm. I said, well, I've already done it once. Anyway, that was by the by. I sang my record and that was it. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing about our game, isn't it? You do get those perks. Sometimes you're in a, in a, in a club that's not very good and you've got nowhere to change, only the toilet. And other times you're in a fabulous place in a big hotel. It's like... You know, there's no, there's no in between, is there? I remember going on tour with Max for the first time. We went to, went to Seoul in Korea. We, we couldn't believe that we had to- toilets with telephones. All the band were <laughs> in different rooms, phoning each other from the bathrooms. <laughs> you won't believe it. <laughs> yeah, they do that. Well, funny enough, Asia is like that. I mean, I did a thing in Hong Kong. What did I do? The Peninsula Hotel, same thing. Oh, wow. There was, there was, there was phones in the toilet in the bathroom, you know. Yeah, I mean, when you go to a place like that, I mean, we, we talked about some of the Welsh artists, people like yeah. Brian and Ronnie, who were enormous in Wales, but found it difficult maybe to travel outside of, of Wales because the humour was so much associated with our culture. But, That's right. But for you, for you, going to somewhere like Hong... I mean, I must admit, I, I do, the, do it with Max Boyce. And yeah. obviously, Max is very Welsh. Uh, yeah. He went to Hong Kong. People sort of knew about him and the expats. We went to Korea and uh, South Korea and they were all Americans and you know what he had to work hard and he won because he was a good entertainer and he was managed yeah, to, yeah. to t- turn his stories you go to someone like Hong Kong and they're probably not that many big Johnny Tudor fans so what do you do to prepare do you is your well, act just travels yeah because it was more Americanized if you like I was a big fan of uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was my idol I loved this bloke he was such a fantastic entertainer and um, I saw him twice at the Palladium and at the talk of the town I was knocked out because he did everything he sang he danced he, he did impressions and I thought well that's the way to go you know so mm. I do all impressions of people that would they would know so I can and obviously the singing and dancing stands up for itself um, a lot of people have followed in your footsteps. I mean, you know, the uh, maybe the year before was the year before that you were on Opportunity Knox. It was big for Mary Hopkin. Yeah. Um, and then when it came, well, when it came back later on, people like Rosser and Davis. They, oh, they, of know, course. I'd, yes, yes. I... They, they won it. And so did somebody like Mike, Mike Doyle. I think Mike's. Uh, when did Mike go on? Much later, was it? Yeah, it was Bob Monkhouse's days. Mike Doyle, act number 10. Communication centre, please give us the national vote. Yes, Bob. Mike Doyle has received 25,731 votes. I think we have a, a leader. Well, lovely, lovely to speak to you. And um, all right, well, we'll should we do it again next week? Yeah, every week. Why not? Uh, well, it's, go good, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. <laughs> <laughs>